500 feet off the ground here in New York City above the Hudson River. And uh, the wind is a howling. They're saying it's like 50 or 60 mile an hour winds out there, and, and you can feel it. The, the apartment's actually uh, rocking back and forth a little bit here. What's up, Vincent Scaramuzzo? How are you, buddy? Last time we did the beer show, you were uh, on the beach showing us Taylor Swift's house. Uh, it was an impressive spot, that's for sure. Uh, Cody Zone up there in Western New York. What's going on, man? How are you, buddy? Linda Murphy, uh, Graham Crawford the Fourth. Tim Malley. I know all these people. Andy Vollen. I'll put the link in the uh, the private Facebook group if you want to join me for a beer and say hi. It's windy uh, as fuck in Indiana, too. Yeah, all the way uh, up and down the East Coast. It's, it's fucking scary being this high. You can hear the wind just howling through, man. Um, today's uh, the, the type of day outside this building that the old ladies, I don't know why it's always old ladies, but it is, the old ladies go a flying. We saw one lady and uh, the security people in this building, they'll always warn you, like, it's really, really windy today, man. I, you got to be careful. And uh, I would maybe even try to wait to see if the wind calms down before go going outside. And there's always some New Yorker like, ah, don't tell me what to do. Get out of my way. And an old lady did just that. I was there in the, uh, the vestibule of, uh, of uh, the security area, and um, me and the security guard watched the lady leave the building and go a-flying. The wind picked her up off the ground. I don't know. I don't want to exaggerate, but at least three or four fucking feet, and she went bye-bye. And, uh, you know, the security guards, they're not really supposed to show any emotion, but they showed emotion that day. They were fucking laughing their asses off. So there you have it. Um, oh, my beer. Little Ho Garden for everybody today. Cheers. If your house moves in the wind, you're too high up. Well, you, that's the truth, man. We were here for the, the Superstorm. Uh, Superstorm Sandy that uh, wrecked a lot of Jersey. Uh, it was almost a hurricane when it hit Manhattan, and it was really, really scary being up this high that day. And that's the story where uh, me and my wife, um, me and my wife, we uh, we were getting kind of like seasick and nauseous as we, we were eating dinner, and our kids were a lot younger. I think that was like, I want to say that's like seven years ago at this point. And uh, all of a sudden, she's like, I don't feel good. I feel like sick, like uh, motion sickness or something. I'm like, so do I. And I just happened to put water in a bathtub for my son uh, to give him a, uh, give him a bath. Excuse me. And I went to check on the water in the in the the bathroom, and it was sloshing like this. That's how much the building was rocking back and forth. And um, the reason we were feeling so queasy and um, and uh, sick was because uh, the building was moving that much that it made us fucking sick. Um, it's not that bad today, but I definitely could feel the building swaying just a little bit. King Heart, what up, Ope? I used to be on the bandwagon of hate on you, but the more I learn, the more I just see that the suits fucked it up and you were the middleman and got all the hate. Keep it up, brother. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate when a hater turns around, gets a hold of me and apologizes. I, I like that. Oh, boy, ZigZag has uh, started it. Opie looks like Kurt Colane. Get it? Because I'm lame. <laughs> Opie, I may have missed it, but you said you had a great idea to get fired. What was it? Sorry if you already said it. 
Oh my God. I probably shouldn't have clicked on that one. Cause I don't want to say, I don't want to say right now, but I will give you this. Okay. Cause that's not fair. I will give you something. I'll give you uh, I'll give you some really, really good dirt at the end of this live stream. Really, really good dirt. Something I've never said. Because a lot of this stuff, you know, ha has been said a whole bunch of times. I understand that. But there's always, like, new people checking things out. But I promise you, instead of giving the answer to that question, at the end of this live stream, I will give you a little tidbit, a little information that will make you go, holy shit, and I've never said it before. How's that for a tease? You like that? I like that. Uh, where's the funny one, Anthony? Uh, well, if you get a DeLorean, I'm sure you can find them. <laughs> Kind of, I don't know. I cracked myself up. Yeah, we got the uh, we got the the hoe garden today. I got a little nervous because I I was starting to think that the hoe garden, you know, they spelled their name with two of those dumb dots over one of these letters. So I got nervous. Which letter would the two dots be over? I would I would think it would be over uh, probably the O. If I had a guess, but I'm glad there's no two dots over one of the letters. That bothers me. A lot of things bother me. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Oh my. Oh my. Excuse me. I'm trying to be uh, a professional broadcaster. Oh my. By the way, um, I took a shower and I didn't have any shampoo left, and I just reached for one of my wife's bottles in the shower. Didn't say shampoo. It didn't say conditioner. It didn't say. Uh, body wash. It, it, it was in some foreign language. I mean, if you're going to sell a product in a foreign language, wouldn't you just say like somewhere on it, like shampoo or conditioner? So I just, uh, I just guessed and uh, I came out of the fucking shower. My, my, my hair was out to here. I've been pushing it down ever since. It is just extremely, extremely dry. Just before I turn this on, some idiot on Twitter, I uh, I tweeted, I guess there's a problem with Saturday Night Live. I guess uh, Elon Musk is going to be on Saturday Night Live with, um, who's he doing the broadcast with? I forgot. Who's the musical guest with the Elon Musk? And I didn't even know there was such controversy with this guy. Maybe you guys could explain what the controversy is with Elon Musk. But I guess some of the cast members are triggered. They're triggered because Elon Musk is going to be on Saturday Night Live. And, uh, oh, yeah, uh, he's going to be on with Hannah Montana. That's right. Miley Cyrus. That piece of ass. Saw her once at SiriusXM. And, uh, yeah, she's as hot as you think she is. Oh, my God. Um, so I guess uh, some of the cast members are triggered. And then Lauren Michaels basically said that he's not going to force any of his cast members to appear in a skit with Elon Musk. And then I, uh, I tweeted that and I, I tweeted that a comedian um, should never be triggered ever. I don't think if you're a comedian, you should be triggered ever because you got the skills. If something pisses you off, right, if, if Elon Musk pisses you off, you have the skill set to make something really, really funny and make a skit about Elon Musk where you beat the shit out of him and take the piss out of it. That's why I don't think a comedian ever, ever, ever should be triggered. And, uh, you know, the stand-up world is filled with a whole bunch of comedians that are now triggered. And I don't, I don't understand that at all. Because you're, you're someone that goes on stage and you beat the shit out of everybody and you take the piss out of everything. 
And one of the reasons why you're, you're lucky enough to be a comedian because you could see some of these things in culture or in the world around you and you can make it funny. That's that's the beauty of comedy. So Lauren Michaels completely disappointed me uh, today, not that it matters. And, uh, and, and he said, none of his cast members have to appear in a skit with Elon Musk if they're bothered by that. I'm like, ew. And then some guy wrote like, "That's why we don't like you because of the because of your your uh, your wokey shit." So I wrote back, "I'm like, idiot, you bought into that fucking garbage, and and you're and you're like, and you choose this moment to attack me when I just proved the opposite of being woke, you idiot." I'm not wokey. Is that is that the latest nickname for me, wokey? That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. And it's so stupid. I've been honest. You know, there's not a lot of people out there that are honest. Because to be honest, you have to go against, you know, things maybe you don't support. Like, I fucking hate cancel culture. And that means I support people that are being canceled that I probably don't like personally. So how does that make me wokey? That's just stupid. Intern David, oh, you're back. I hope you just got triggered by Wokey. All right, intern David, we we are done. You had fun yesterday on the live stream. I look forward to your next uh, fake account. But as far as this live stream goes, you are done, my friend. I hate cancel culture. Two seconds later, blocks a comment. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. But it's a it's a guy. You're not wrong, Spider Rico. So I got to get Bravo, Bravo for that. But you, you got to understand, you weren't watching yesterday. The guy just wouldn't leave me the F alone, and it, it just uh, distracts from from some of the good people that I want to focus on. But you're not wrong, so bravo. And, I, I yeah, I guess I canceled that guy. But I canceled him because he's just being uh, just a hater. He, you know, he, he's not really interested in anything I'm doing or saying. He just wants to jump on this thing and, and, and hate throughout the whole fucking thing. So I, I figured it I would cut my losses and get rid of them so we could talk to other people. But you're not you're not wrong. But I will tell you this. We're all hypocrites. We're all hypocrites. And I support cancel culture as much as I can. But sure, I'm sure there's uh, some missteps like, like what you just witnessed. <laughs> I'm going to laugh at that, actually. You're quick, too, man. Oh, uh, God. You should know the answer to this. Would you stick up for Jimmy if someone ever tried to cancel him? Yes, of course I would. And as much as Anthony wants to spin it, I stuck up for him as well with SiriusXM. And I, I don't know what else to say about that. You know, that's just going round and round. Little rat action. But of course I would. Jimmy knows this. They try to fire Jimmy many times. Many times. And I would love to mention the names. But some of these guys I'm very close with, but... They try to fire him uh, one, two, at least three times. At least. At least. And he knows I said no every single time. That is a fact, Jack. Let me, uh, I'm going to put the link in the private Facebook group. I got supporters. They're awesome people. And um, if you click become a supporter on my regular Facebook page, you can join the private Facebook group. You know, it's a few bucks a month. It's no big deal. But we got a really, really nice group. And uh, one of the perks is that I, I, I give the link to these live streams. And they pop on and do them with me and have a beer with me. So I just uh, I just uh, put the link in the private Facebook group, guys. So 
click away if you feel like saying hi today. Uh, David Butcher, when's the last time you spoke to Anthony and Jimmy? Uh, well, I started taking phone calls from Anthony when I did the um, the new show with Carl and Vic and Sherrod. Those were going very, very well. We did five or six of those, and I felt like there was a path to keep the ONA brand together. Um, but they were moving very, very quick on their end, and they really wanted us to move over to um, Anthony's joint. And I felt like it wasn't the right place for me, so I, I, I turned it down, and then um, that's my recollection. And then, um, you know, then the hate got really, really, really bad after that and continues, unfortunately, to this day. So um, as far as Anthony goes, I... I talked to him for the last time on the phone four or five years ago. I haven't seen him in person in seven. And Jimmy, I don't know if I ever told this story. So Jimmy uh, works out at the gym I work out at. And uh, I was leaving uh, the locker room and I opened the door and uh, <laughs> it was Jimmy. <laughs> I don't know if I ever told you guys this. And I... My natural reaction was, so he was coming into the locker room and I was leaving. And this was the first time I saw him in, uh, I don't know, a couple of years. And uh, I swear to you, all I could muster up, it was just a natural reaction. I just went, Ugh, really, really loud. And then walked by him and, and uh, left the gym. So I, I guess that was the last time I talked to Jimmy. <laughs> but that was my natural reaction. I always wonder what I would say if I saw him or whatever, and and what came out was just a. Ugh. Let's see. Uh, whoa, the comments are flying by. You should have threw a protein bar at the worm's liver spotted head. Well, damn. Jacob, did he respond, Jimmy? I swear to you, I have no idea. I have no idea what he said to me. I think he was in shock that he was just opening up the door and I was on the other side. And I uh, I blew past him pretty fast with my... <laughs> I'm sure, knowing Jimmy as much as I used to, I should say, I'm sure I'm sure he, uh, he had a retort. But I honestly can tell you I did not hear anything. But I'm sure, he, I'm sure when he realized what the fuck was going on, he had a quick something, something to say. But I blew by him. So freaking awkward. Yeah. Brian Bernard. It was really awkward, but it's kind of funny. Uh, now that's funny, Andy. Come on now. Uh, he obsessed over that for weeks, guaranteed. Ah, probably. 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 Forget about who you dislike, dude. Focus on the future. Make good on the past. I I've made good on the past. I've taken a lot of responsibility in um, a lot of the things. Um, I really like what I do now. Um, it's hard, though, man. I'll be honest with you. It's really, really hard. People hit me up with this shit um, all day long. If I go on social media, it's all day long. So I'm... Uh, Honestly, I'm on the social media less and less, especially Twitter. Twitter's just garbage. It's just an absolute cesspool. How did you not laugh in his face? It was just a natural reaction. It was just to be like, ugh, God. Oh, oh, and I said God, too. Ah, oh, God. That's right. I said that, too. Because <laughs> I was so mad. 
I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> With all the positive comments from all ends, I can't wait for the Opie and Anthony reunion when you are in the late stage of your 80s. Oh, my God. God, no. I never knew Anthony. Uh, I, Hunter, I never knew Anthony. I, I had to learn that uh, over the years. I, I don't think I ever knew the real Anthony. Was Anthony really racist or was it all for fun? You knew him closely. I did not know Anthony closely. I can now officially say that. I don't know who the real Anthony is. I uh, I hated when the show turned into uh, a lot of gun talk and a lot of racist rants. I hated that more than I could ever express. And I'm sure he hated some of the shit I was doing. You know, uh, we were on the same page, even though we didn't like each other off mic for many, many years. Uh, and then, man, I couldn't keep up with that shit. And I didn't want to keep up with that shit. I didn't want to debate it. I didn't want any part of that that gun talk day after day and uh, and the racist crap going on in America. I just, I just did not want to be a part of that. Um, so, Larry Lunch calling me the nut smeller. No, thank you. <laughs> Chloe. Hey, Chloe, what's going on? It's been a, m a minute. Uh, will the real Anthony please stand up? Please stand up. Chloe is a huge supporter of mine. She's also uh, part of the private Facebook group. And uh, she's a poker player from Arkansas. I know my people. Let's say hi to Karen. What the hell? Here we go. Uh, we're clicking on some of the people that are in the private Facebook group right now. So let's say hi to... There she is, Karen Williams. How are you? I'm good. It's draft night, so I'm I'm already going for it. <laughs> you know that the, you know that the Patriots uh, drafted their first quarterback in the first round ever. Who cares? As long as the Ravens get good picks, we're good. <laughs> the Ravens. I'm a Baltimore girl. All right. I mean, I'm sort of like a leftover Patriots fan when I because of my time in you know Boston and eight other teams. Um, yeah, but it's it's really dwindling at this point. I'll always be a Bills fan because I lived up there for, uh, I don't know, three, six, 11, maybe 11 years, something like that. So I'll always take a peek at the Bills, and then I have to be a Jets fan, of course. Um, and the Patriots, sadly, because it's been a long time and I don't hang out in Boston anymore, uh, they're, they're fading away, um, especially now that Brady and Gronk are gone. I hate to and, say and, and, uh, Edelman, uh, and Edelman uh, retired, so. I'm going to be a Jacksonville fan this year because uh, my two Clemson boys got in last night, so. There you go. What's your shirt say? Wake me up. Wake me up when it, when football is back. <laughs> <laughs> You're, I didn't know you were a big football fan. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. diehard football fan. Yeah. Come now, on. I got to ask you, uh, last week we talked and your daughter was missing. She was at her friend's house. She came home right before you hung up last week. So there were no shenanigans? No, no shenanigans. But uh, so she's in a new school this week in the okay. public high school. And she's actually gone the past two days. Good kid. <laughs> oh, all right. Right on. So, but you were worried that she was somewhere else. Oh, yeah. She was at her friend's house. Allegedly. She came home. So what do you got going on this weekend? Anything? I don't know. I think it's going to be hot here in Myrtle Beach, so there'll probably be a whole shitload of tourists here, so probably right. stay home. <laughs> yeah. What do they do down there? I know they golf in Myrtle Beach, but what else? Oh, there's lots of shit. There's shopping and beach, and you know, there are lots of tourist-type things. It's mm -hmm. fun. What's the local cuisine? What What is Myrtle Beach known for? Lots of seafood. 
the stupid seafood buffets that locals don't go to because we're smarter than paying $40 to eat a, a handful of crab legs. <laughs> right. Oh, drug abuse? Is there a drug issue down there in Myrtle Beach? Not, we're not allowed to discuss that per our mayor. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? We're not allowed to tell you that there are bad areas and it might be unsafe. And the past four Memorial Day weekends, there's been uh, YouTube shootings during festivities. Really? Oh, yeah. Typical Myrtle Beach shooting. Yeah. Like, there are YouTube videos of people getting shot from hotel balconies. Really? And the mayor's trying to tell everyone, ixnay on that, if you want the tourist well, dollars flooding into this area? Well, Memorial Day weekend, traditionally, it I can't remember what they renamed it to. They made it something PC. But yeah. it's always been called Black Bike Week. And it's a week and a half after Harley Bike Week. Notoriously, there's been lots of trouble because it just happens that way. And unfortunately, right. people are treated that way. Like, I have friends in law enforcement that like they they are banned from going away Memorial Day weekend. They bring in the National Guard and everything else. Now that sounds a lot like uh, Freaknik in Atlanta. Yeah, except they're all on motorcycles. Me and Anthony, uh, we had some interviews down in, in in Atlanta when we got fired from Boston, right? And they um, they really wanted us bad. It was Clear Channel, and they really wanted to. What are you doing, Karen? I'm telling you a story about Freaknik. I'm distracted about something in your room. At least share with the rest of us. Oh, hey, it was Molly. <laughs> <laughs> Molly? She what decided is... to jump up on my pillow and try to make her bed on my pillow, which is not going to happen. What is that thing? <laughs> it's a Maltese Chihuahua mix. Come here. All right, show it to the camera. Okay. Because I didn't know what the hell that was. It looked like Molly. an experiment that went wrong. Molly. Oh, look at Molly. That's the type of dogs that, uh, or dog, I should say, that nips at my ankles when I'm on the electric scooter. Yeah, she's all of four and a half pounds. Yeah, but she acts like she's a hundred pound dog, right? Oh, yeah. The neighbor's a German Shepherd. Uh, she thinks she can take him. Oh, really? All right. So uh, we had these You're interviews in Atlanta, and um, Clear Channel really, really wanted us bad. And we went down there a couple times for these interviews. They, we kept saying no, and they just couldn't believe we... We said no because we also had a chance to come to New York, and of course, being from the New York area, we wanted to, you know, come come back home basically. So even though we went to Atlanta, we knew damn well we weren't taking those gigs, but we figured <laughs> free trip, and they're gonna wine and dine us. And uh, what Anthony wouldn't like to go to those gigs. <laughs> and I met the Dalai Lama in an elevator at the Ritz Carlton. Oh my God, it was awesome. But as we're driving, uh, I think from the airport to where we were staying. Freak Nick was in full effect, and it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life. And they, I think it was nicknamed at the time. Now, we're talking 20 years ago. I'm sure, you know, they're more PC now with this cancel culture, but it was called like the Black Spring Break. Yeah. And uh, these cars were just going really slow down the highway and just having full parties on the roof of the cars. And it was booty for days all over the place with a lot of giant body parts that I used to talk yeah. about with Sherrod and that would make him laugh. But, uh, you know, it was, it was quite the scene. When my daughter was young during that bike week, I wouldn't drive around with her in a car because you saw parts of women that only people should see them as her husband and her gynecologist, <laughs> you know, riding around on the back of a motorcycle. And you're like, wow, only her gynecologist should see that. 
Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> that's that's kind of fun. Yeah, but when you have a seven-year-old in your backseat and she goes, Mommy, what's that? Yeah, right on. Uh, that's a transvestite, honey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a new world there, Karen. Get with the program. Let's go. Yeah, but it's not what you want to explain. Do you want to explain that to your daughter at that age? <laughs> How old was she? She was like six or seven. I live in New York City, but uh, we don't have to explain any of that to the kids. <laughs> Good point. There's uh there's there's some transgender kids in the in the in the schools. Yeah, I was gonna say my daughter has two trans friends. And they're very and they're very, very little and they're very um they're very, very normal and they got very normal parents and uh, the kids and it will trigger people, but it's been my experience because I've seen it firsthand and uh, the kids don't give a crap. Teachers don't give a crap. No. The parents don't give a crap, and uh, and uh, more importantly, the kids seem very well adjusted. Yeah. Richard Cooper, he's amazed by what I just said. That's crazy. They let kids uh, trans. Yes. In New York, it's not really that big of a deal. What's that picture above your head? I drew that. It's a unicorn. It's all dusty. I'll take a better picture and put it on. Wait, the go go back to it. it. Looks like it's looks like a sperm like uh, attaching itself to an egg. No, it's a big unicorn in front of a moon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I, and then I see a face with a nose, I think. No, it's a unicorn with it uh, on a moon. Well, Very I'll take a better you. picture of it and put it up in the group. <laughs> oh, please do that. It'll be amazing. It'll, it'll uh, make everyone's day. Well, have a good night. <laughs> Karen Williams, thank you. Yep. There she goes. Uh, <laughs> Let me uh, move on to Vinny Scaramuzo. Vinny, what's going on, buddy? Not on the beach today. What's going on, brother? Why aren't you on the beach today? Uh, I played golf today, and I was thinking of you. There was green pollen just blowing, blowing everywhere, <laughs> all over the place. Do you get the seasonal allergies? No, I'm good. I don't, I don't get hit with that. My, uh, my wife gets a little bit, and then um, she was actually – I thought it was allergies, but she was sick. That second shot of uh, – Moderna or Pfizer, whatever it was, that didn't do her well. Yeah, I like I said, I got to be very, very careful, and I, you know, I don't want to pull a Joe Rogan, who, uh, yeah, who actually spun <laughs> Joe spun his way out of it. I got to give him credit because he got a lot of heat for what he said about how you know healthy young people not, maybe shouldn't get the uh, the vaccination, and people are like, what? Yeah, you can't say that or what? You know, tell people that. And uh, he finally spun out of it yesterday uh, and said that, look, I'm not an expert. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I'm a moron. And I was yeah. like, bravo to that uh, there, uh, Joe Rogan. I, I got to rewind. I don't mean to jump around. Are, are, no. we allowed to say, are we allowed to say black spring break? <laughs> is, that, is that allowed anymore? Well, that, We're going to get canceled? <laughs> well, that's what they used to call it. I said that's it, what but, they used yeah. to call it back in uh, the – I think we're allowed to talk about stuff that they that was a real thing. I had a I had to have a cancel culture speech with uh with my eleven year old son the other day, which was a fun one. Oh, please uh, tell me! And, and well, I gotta I explain. Yeah, it the it was called Freak Nick in Atlanta, and it absolutely was nicknamed Black yep. Spring Break. And absolutely, and plenty of plenty of people that will back me up on this. Uh, but anyway, go ahead. Uh, what was we're, the cancel culture speech about with your eleven year old? Well, we're just quoting what other publications used to say about that spring break week. That's all we're doing. So, but um, right. He he came to Isn't me and sad? you know. I, I got to interrupt you again. Isn't it <laughs> sad how you have to be so careful? You can't just speak openly and honest honestly anymore. 
and, and well, we're doing it in a way there's no hate <laughs> there's no hate here i'm just no nope. i'm just relaying what uh you know a story from the past well and i'm, I'm not going to be responsible hell. for you getting canceled it's not going to be on me <laughs> what i mean if i get canceled from doing this then what i guess i got to get find a, a cb radio i'll just keep going until i'm talking out of a out of a paper cup uh with attached to a string so my son's on youtube they're youtube 24 7 and he comes to me with a video and he goes dad this is so funny this is so funny and in the video and again i don't approve of this but in the video he comes to me and it's it's a guy who goes i hey i just got my first shot of the uh the covid vaccine i got the i got the chinese version and it seems to be working really well i have no side effects and as he's saying in that ping ping pong 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 he starts talking you know asian he's talking japanese right, right. or whatever yeah and i'm like so i'm laughing because it's funny and i don't do it i don't do it justice and i'm not going to try to do the impersonation but then i had a good i'm like my wife looks at me and i'm like i have to go into the speech now about how you know because of coronavirus and because it came from china and you know you, we can't do this and you know that the, the asian kids across the street are friends of yours and you wouldn't want to make them feel sad or hurt them in any way and he understood and he totally got it but when i was done i'm like i can't believe i just had to give him a speech about what was just a funny joke you know it was right. a jay leno type a jay leno type joke and now oh i'm giving God, him a jay, well jay leno did not help comedy by apologizing for all this stuff he did in the past that no. seemed to be uh, not a problem when he did it there was no there was no issue all these years later and i think he was trying to protect corporate gigs or something but he did not do uh anyone a favor in the mm -hmm. in the comedy world by apologizing for stuff he did all those years ago because there's things that were acceptable 20 years ago simple as that the culture was very very different and now yep. you know and now it's not but you can't look back and now attack entertainers and uh even regular folk uh for 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 just kind of going along with what was acceptable back then. That's that's not right and that's not okay. No, it's not. And that's a perfect example of 15 years ago, black and said nothing. Well, now modern day, you have to talk to him and say, this is what's going on today. And you, right. that's not as funny anymore. So, I mean, comics can evolve, right? They're, they don't have to be the same person they were 15 years ago, but right. you know, it's weird to handle that. But I was pretty, you know, proud parenting moment it's all about whether you have the hate in your heart or not but I, that's not even good enough anymore because they want to just attack you and take your job and your livelihood it's like look i was just trying to entertain or, or you know make people laugh and uh, i had no hate in my heart i actually like people get confused that you can support you can support something and also make fun of it like i don't i don't yeah. know if the younger generation really understands that anymore when we were coming up there were people that just knew how to laugh at themselves and others and take the piss out of everything and and just because you uh i don't know whatever i'm even scared yeah. to say it but you know some of these uh these tough topics that you made fun of but but you also fully supported those people i'll just say those people and, and then people could figure out what group i'm talking about but that's not okay anymore man unfortunately well, listen, the other it day, it comes down to the hate in your heart. If you got hate in your heart and you're really not trying to make people laugh and you're just yep. a dick, I think, I think as human beings, we, we understand the difference. The other day, I, look, so I play golf today. I like golf. I know you were a caddy. I was watching, a, it was Justin Thomas. It was like a few, sure. maybe a, about a month ago. It was all over Twitter. He hit a putt 
and you know he just hit it weak if you play golf and you leave it real short of the hole and he goes and under his breath he goes justin hit the ball you faggot like you know and he didn't you know from his heart if you look at the guy's charity if you look at the work he he didn't mean anything he was beating himself up for just being you know being a jerk right and i and i literally got to say like that just made me really nervous like that word is just you know i know it goes back to what I just said, you know, it's like, well, again, we're not, we're not saying the word. We're just, we're just quoting what somebody else, I'm just quoting what somebody else said. And he got a lot of heat for it. And he just said, Hey, I'm a good person. There wasn't any malice from my heart. I wasn't saying that, you know, in the time I grew up, that was a term you used if you didn't do something with full effort. And I realized today it's not appropriate, but this is the world we're living in where he can't even beat himself up under his breath because a mic, a hot mic picked it up and boom, Right, he, you know he's in trouble. So I got I got some I got some gay friends and oh boy they have no problem with that word. Oh my god! Wow. But you can't if you're you know if you're making a few million dollars to hit a golf ball you can't say that anymore. No so no done. no. Well he should understand that too. He should understand that the the times have changed and unfortunately you will you will get in trouble for that stuff. Uh, let's say hi to another regular Dick Cox. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Gentlemen, I got to give a shout out though because of what you were talking to earlier. Yeah, uh, a fellow Marine of mine, named No Shit, is Elegance Giovanni. Was homeless before he joined the Corps. Graduated with me from Columbia in 2014. Was the keynote speaker for graduation this year. Really? Yes, sir. Very and, cool. How tough he wants to know if you can still get a Dewey if you're in a car drinking without it moving. That's a very yeah. good question. Yes. Uh, as my father would say, I'm in a good position to find out. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's saying. Even if you're behind the wheel and you don't have the key in, if you're sitting there, it's intent to drive drunk. That's what it is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just, uh, April of, um, earlier in the month, I was, uh, talking to a lot of my buddies because it was the 18th year anniversary of uh, the pulling of the Saddam statue down in right. Florida Square. That's Baghdad. 18 years already? Yes, sir. That You know, yep. we made fun wow. of that on the radio. That was not impressive. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Everyone was hoping for a big, you know, crash and the dust kicks up. And that yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Wow. Hey, you're preaching to the choir. I was 600 feet away from that when it happened. Come on. Wow. First tank battalion, first Marine division. That's who pulled it down. I was there. Really? Yes, sir. And not only that, guess guess what? Huh? I got the chain. You got part of the chain? No, I got the chain. The chain that was wrapped around the neck that pulled it down? Sure. I got it. Well, what the hell you do with that? Freaking right now to the storage unit. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get to sit on a Saddam uh, toilet? Uh, no, I never got into one of the palaces. I wasn't that cool. <laughs> yeah. I I saw it because they ripped it out <laughs> but, right. yeah, later on. But no, I never got to sit it in the palace. I yeah. did hold one of those gold AKs. Who got that? Uh, fucking a staff sergeant I served with, I think. They smuggled it back. My big claim to fame was we took the Ministry of Oil Building and I tried to get the Largest Iraqi flag taken in country. It was what they call a, a garrison flag. Yeah. When you go by those used car dealerships and you see the big old American flag, flag that's huge, 
that's what they call a garrison flag. We fly that on military bases on Sunday. They have one of those over the Ministry of Oil Building, and we seized it. And uh, we were going to give it to uh, our general, who at the time was General Conway, who became the commandant. But uh, he had already gotten a bottle of Jack Daniels that was taken from one of Saddam's houses. They had a bar underneath, and it was the most sinister-looking thing because every liquor bottle in the bar, no matter what it was, was written in Arabic. No kidding. Jack, yeah, oh, yeah. He had got a Jack Daniels bottle that right. was in Arabic, and oh. it was unopened, and they gave that to him. Right. So he pushed the flag back. So what ended up is my unit ended up going back to the States. I stayed for another tour, and the flag came to me. I put it in a sea bag and slept on it for six months. Oh, wow. And then I paid, yeah, I paid an armor 100 bucks, and I said, I'll give you a grand right. if you get this to me when I get back to the States, and he took it. It's probably covered a damn Camaro in his garage right now. <laughs> probably. Hey, hey, Ope, real quick, and I, yeah. I, I put it I put it in the comments last week. I just, you know, I never get Dick Cox live, and uh, <laughs> I think we had uh, Bob Lord live also last yep. week. Yeah, and I just wanted to put it in the comments and just, you know, cheers to you boys. I mean, thank you for your service. Thanks for yeah, what you no guys problem. did. I mean, that, we, we get to sit here and goof off and drink beers in yeah. your car, in my basement, in Ope's glass box studio yeah. because of what you guys did. So we, we appreciate it. Thank you. 100%. I've always supported the yeah. military, my brother. Well, that's one of the reasons why, I've, you know, I've been steadfast, Ope, is because of the fact that, you know, with everything going on, like the SNL thing and stuff like that, and everything is like, you know, my service and the service of everybody who served, I said, you know, that's to defend the rights. Right. To let them happen. Everything. Yeah, but the, exor the exercising of the rights. I get that. Is also what for. Yeah. And joke culture is woke culture. Right. I just, you know? I just want people, uh, I just want less babies out there. Yeah, that's me too. All. I, mm -hmm. I get they have the right to do all that because of what you guys do. But yeah. it, it, it's getting exhausting, this stupid cancel culture. We we talked yeah. about some uh, heavy topics here on the live stream. And, you know, like, I don't even know if you're allowed to talk about it anymore. I know. And all I right. want to tell you that uh, I got a piece of the Berlin Wall. Cool. Back in the day. So they knocked down that Berlin Wall. And I was doing yeah. radio in Buffalo. Oh, my God. I'm dating myself. I was really young. <laughs> I, for real, I was really young. And um, that stupid Berlin Wall turned out to be a, stu a stupid radio station giveaway. They, they, handed, yeah. they handed boxes of uh, parts of the Berlin Wall to all these radio stations across America. And yeah. that symbol that was so important over there that was knocked down became just a goofy giveaway uh, on uh, rock radio. And, and you had to be the 10th caller to get a piece of the Berlin Wall. Yep. And I grabbed a few pieces myself, and I would bet a lot of money that I don't have a piece of the Berlin Wall. Good Lord. <laughs> what the hell I actually have. It's Good just Lord. a piece well, of cement that could be from any job site. Yeah. Well, I mean, the tragic thing, too, is is that they were people profiteering all after 9-11. They right. were saying, yeah, this is a piece of the Trade Center. Right. You know. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there are all kinds of freaking vultures out there that exist on any kind of tragedy as long as they can claim, oh, yeah, this is a piece of it. So, Opie, Opie, 8% left. We're not letting you punch out. What's your big What's your big reveal with 8%? <laughs> I was going to let you off the hook, brother. 
Oh, you're too smart. I was hoping like this whole thing would just go dead. Yeah, so well, we can push it till next Friday and try to drive the numbers. I could smash yeah. my computer. You know, we'll just break it. It's not a bad idea. I, at the beginning <laughs> of this, I, said I I will say something I've I've never said. A lot of these stories I've told over and over again, but there's I got plenty of things I've never told. When Anthony got fired, you know they uh, they really wanted me to continue with a co-host. They didn't think uh, Jimmy could cut it. Um, and that's the truth. Sorry, Jimmy, but it's the oh. truth. That's what they told me. And yep. they offered a comedian that definitely did the show a lot back in the day, $1 million to co-host a show with me after Anthony left. And they said no. And the comedian said no, cause he was too scared of the backlash he would receive in the comedy community. And from Anthony himself, he said no to $1 million. Wow. Why he said no narrows down who it could be. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. wanted it. Oh, trust me. It wasn't that he didn't want to work with me. Yeah. Trust me. He wanted it and he wanted to make a million dollars a year. And this yeah. guy is not making a million dollars a year right now. No. Oh. Oh, remember how I told you I'm like, I'm a self-hating Italian, like, you know, Como and I am. We're the worst. We're loudmouths. We're maniacs. And I've, I've had this experience in, in, a, in a business relationship with an, another Italian, which I, I, I'm a self-hating Italian, but I, I kind of distance myself. Right. I know that's pretty hypocritical to do with my last name, but, <laughs> um, but so like Fauci and Cuomo, they're no good. So Italians who get into these things, they think they can, and Dick, you'll, you'll appreciate this. They think they can yeah. nuke a bridge. They can blow the bridge up, burn it to the ground, right? Just offend you, offend all of your family. And then when you don't want to make up with them, they are highly offended. They can't understand yes. why you could possibly not want to make up. Right, and right. you're like, you just scorched this thing to the yeah. to the ground, yeah. And they don't right. get that. And I've I've been on the other end of that. I understand it, and it's just I don't know. If, I know I know that's stereotypical. It's an Italian thing, but I, I, in my experience, it's been a certain culture that they think they can just blow stuff up, and then you're right. like, well, why can't we be friends again? I'm like, dude, right? You you dropped a nuke. You, it's hard to yep. do, so I, I don't want to go down that road because that's that's been a negative uh, road, but it, it, it's hard, you know. I, I think you know where I'm coming from, unfortunately. Yeah. But this person, uh, yeah, he, he turned down a million-dollar contract a year. It would have been for two or three years. Wow. To uh, yeah. do the show with me after Anthony left because uh, they really wanted to keep the numbers up. And, uh, I, you know, in the end, I'm glad this person, um, you know, was too scared to do it. He really was scared right. of the backlash and definitely scared of Anthony and his fan base. And right. uh, that led me to doing it the way I wanted to do it anyway, which was to right. work with Carl, Vic, and Sherrod. Like, the, right. Sirius XM didn't understand. They they really wanted me with a big-name co-host. And I'm like, no, man, that doesn't – just because you have a big-name co-host doesn't mean this thing's going to work. I want to do it with the people that I already have chemistry with. And with that, said, it, the person that said no, I definitely had some chemistry with him back in the day. Definitely. Do you think it would have worked? Um, yeah, I think it would have worked actually, but I have no regrets because it led me down the, the, the path with Carl and Vic and Sherrod, which made me incredibly happy again, doing radio, the thing I, I love to do. Now everyone's trying to guess the name. That's just a little tease, my brothers, little tease, but that's something I've never, ever, uh, said before. And, you know, as I continue doing more of these live streams, I might have to 
you know, uh, pull out a few more of these little little tidbits. Yes, Dick Cox. Yeah, just put it just, just put it in the book when you finally write it because you know Ant's got his, Jim's got his. Just wait when you do the one and done freaking book. I, put it in there. I got two hundred pages written, but uh, cool. But books are stupid at this point, so. <laughs> nah. Listen, listen. Books still sell, but fuck the book. The story's not over yet. No, uh-huh. and I like not over yet. And right. I like just I like just doing it in pieces on my podcast and my live stream anyway. So yeah. Um, but uh, do you want to know the name of the comedian? Yeah. It is Friday, you, fuck. What? She's gonna hang up on us. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be an excellent end to the podcast. Sopranos, cut the black. <laughs> and, and Q, uh, don't stop believing. Yeah, bye, doggy. <laughs> Click. Boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo. <laughs> 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 <laughs>